This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the Blue, White and Yellow podcast from Leeds United Live, giving you the in-depth analysis on all the big talking points from Ellen Road. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blue, White and Yellow. As you can see, there are only two of us here today. Baron Cross is unavailable. Uh, we need to get the trio going more consistently on this uh, on this show, Joe. But, you know, circumstances sometimes get in the way. Um, yeah, uh, we're on this episode of the Blue, White and Yellow. I need JD to seriously cheer me up. Um, but, but let's get into it straight away. Uh, how's your week been, mate? Has it been okay? Yeah, it's not been not been too bad to be honest. Um, it's yeah, watched the the twenty threes on uh, on Monday evening, which we thought we were going to get off to a, to a reasonable start after going two goals up, but uh, eventually lost four two. But there were some encouraging individual performances in that, um, and then then managed to get up to Harrogate for for some League Two football uh, to watch the draw two two with Tranmere. So that was nice on my on my day off. Um, but yeah, what about yourself, eh? Uh, nothing much, mate. It's, it's the weather. The weather's been... You've been appalling. wallowing. You've been wallowing, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing's happened this week, JD. Nothing's happened. It's just bad weather. <laughs> in, in pity after Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been a strange old week. Uh, did you see the see the Plymouth goal last night? I did. I thought that was absolutely <laughs> fantastic football league. Um, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, that pitch is not playable. But honestly, <laughs> yeah, there was a point last season where I thought, you know, if there's heavy, da- if there's heavy rainfall... <laughs> Ellen Road might get looking like that, but no, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, that's not going to be the case anymore. Yeah. Uh, See, so how many times has that you've seen Harrogate now? Have you seen them a couple of times? A couple of times, yeah. I've usually me and a group of friends go every every year, but um, went up uh, again because the the one the one previous game that I'd seen this season was six one. So thought, yeah, no bit of a uh, bit of entertainment. Yeah, support support local football as well. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was it was a good evening out. Yeah. Yeah, quick shout out to the Scunthorpe goalkeeper, uh, who is actually one of my mates, Rory Watson, uh, who let in the six. And he actually had a decent game. He actually had a decent game. I watched the highlights. I don't think there were any. Oh, you watched the goals. highlights? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think any goals were his fault. I don't think so. Anyway, uh, but we digress. Uh, can we keep digressing, please? Uh, we're gonna You're have to, get to deflect. Into... You're just trying to deflect <laughs> and not not get onto the topics which have been. I mean, obviously, uh... it's, it sounds like a bit of a, a a cheery start to this podcast episode, doesn't it? But I think it's more sort of gallows humour more than anything, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, you you bang on there, mate. You bang on. Uh, I guess we should get into it, shouldn't we? Southampton at the weekend. Uh, not a great performance at all from Leeds United. I want to start with the squad, JD. We're talking a little bit about it off air. Rafinha, Calvin Phillips, and then it was a bit surprising. We didn't see him on the training video, but Junior Firpo obviously wasn't uh, there for selection. Robin Cock was out. Uh, Luke Ayling, Patrick Bamford, a massive part of Leeds United's side. And those six, obviously. The bench didn't look healthy either. In terms of just first team regulars, it was it was full of kids and and, and Adam Forshaw. <sighs> Mate, what are your general thoughts? Obviously, we've got Barons at the weekend in terms of his his Facebook live, but we've not heard from you really yet. So so fire away. <laughs> right, well, I, I I hope people haven't been sort of waiting until Wednesday to hear what I've got to say because I think it's very much it tallies with what Baron was saying uh, from St Mary's was that 
you know, this it just seemed as though it was, you know, obviously on Bielsa's 150th game for, for Leeds, it just seemed very turgid. It was just lacking in maybe that that same intensity, that same zip that we that we've seen, particularly last season. Um and from start to finish, I think that Southampton ultimately were were deserving of all three points. I think it's it's a surprise really that they didn't they didn't get more, they didn't convert more of their chances and they they really nullified leads. They was just unable to play out from the back and it was it was one of the, the harder watches, I think, in, in the Bielsa era. Um I think we were saying sort of tallying that with uh the, the Brighton game at, at Ellen Road um last season was probably a similar similar contest uh, in terms of just really not clicking into gear. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, obviously the the six absentees, the, the the injuries and and obviously the 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 fatigue for for Rafinha was obviously not ideal. But um, hopefully we'll see some of them back this weekend against Wolves because I think that did did really show just how you know how I don't want to say ordinary, but you know the, the how how much that they add to the how much added value they give to to the rest of the squad and uh, they they kind of they raise the floor of of the team whenever they're in the in the starting 11 particularly uh, Bamford Phillips Rafinha uh, and and you know even Luke Ayling you know his ability to carry the ball out from the back is is still very much underrated i think um so yeah it'll be it'll be good to see when when we've got we've got all those all those um those players back but yeah for the time being it's 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 not looking too too rosy no, it's not, mate. And I think you're bang on in terms of the players that were missing. They were they were absolutely huge, but it it, it still felt JD that you know even even last season or, or or whenever under Bielsa that those players that played would have given more of a performance. I mean, there's always players missing. I understand that that they're, they're a key nucleus of this side, the ones that were missing. But Leeds have always seemed to adapt, and it and it just seemed either a step too far or or. I don't know, it was flat, it was lethargic, it was void of energy. Um, I, I really can't put my finger on it, mate. I, I mean, can you can you think of anything? I mean, maybe there's a few players who are lacking in confidence. Um, you know, I think a few players maybe who are, who are sort of feeling the effects of lots of games recently. Um, you, you know, you combine that with the knowledge that, okay, we don't have, you know, the talisman at the base of midfield. We don't have our star player. It's, you know, it's that's going to take it's going to take a toll, obviously. But I mean, we can make as many, you know, you know, we can we can give a, a, a hypothesis of why it's gone wrong or we can give as many sort of predictions. I mean, it's all speculation at the end of the day. We, we don't know ultimately why it's going wrong um, to, to the sort of to the nth degree. But, um, you know, I think there's been enough encouragement sort of in the Everton game, in the, in the Watford game. Um, obviously, only two performances, but. You know, there was, there's been enough in those to say that I don't think it's, you know, let's let's go straight for the panic button. But um, yeah, the, there is a need for, for picking up results just to just to stave off, you know, the being dragged into sort of the, that bottom four of, I mean, obviously I know the table doesn't reflect this at the moment, but being sort of dragged into the bottom four of, you know, your Norwiches, your Watfords, your Burnleys, your Newcastles um, as sort of the four teams that probably people universally see as the weakest in this, in this division. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, we can, we can, we can do it to death at Southampton. I mean, we can, we can do the post mortem, but I don't think we're going to come up with any sort of uh, any more insightful takes that that haven't already been shared by 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 people like Baron, by by other journalists and stuff like that. So um, yeah, let's get onto the positives. And I mean, you know, there was, I mean, Joe Gelhart made his, his Premier League debut. I mean, that was obviously not the ideal game for him to come into. It was, it was flat. It was lethargic, as you said, but it shows that. Again, you know the the likes of him, Creswell, Somerville, 
uh, and then maybe others on the cusp, you know, your likes of your Cody Dramas, your, your, your Sam Greenwoods, your, your, your Lewis Bates. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's still positivity to be had in the under 23s. Um, and I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's clutching at straws to say, but you know, you, you've got to, you've got to try and draw some positives from somewhere at, at times like this. Yeah, of course you have. And you mentioned Brighton um, earlier on. And, and I feel that I, I, from what I remember the game afterwards, we went and beat Spurs 3-1 um, after that game last season, I believe. Um, so it is one of those things where we've hit rock bottom now. And I think the Southampton game was rock bottom. So that's, you a are big, a- that's a big claim. I'm not going to lie. That is a big claim. Yeah. You I- know, I wasn't going to come out with it. I wasn't going to say that we've perhaps hit the hit the bottom of the barrel because you know it's oftentimes that you know these things take quite a while to come out of. But hey, if you're willing to stake that, then you know, it's fine <laughs> by tr- me. I'm trying to, to to align with you in in terms of positivity, mate, and, and I'm saying that is going to be rock bottom. Um, but yeah, I think there's there's simply just got to be a reaction. There has to be a reaction. Uh, the Wolves game, and look, we know Wolves are doing extremely well, came back from 2-0 down, beat, beat Villa at the weekend away, which is it's no mean feat. It was an excellent victory, and, and I think they've won three on the bounce, haven't they? But that run has to come to an end, and and and, and coming up against the Leeds United side, who, who you know, need to give a reaction. It's, 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 I think Conor Cody's already come out and said Leeds are, are very unique, and we need to adapt to that. It's not going to be an easy task for Wolves, is it? No, it's not um, because you'd like to think that Calvin and, and and Rafinha will be back. Obviously, we'll we'll ask those questions tomorrow uh, when we speak to Bielsa. But um, you'd like to think that maybe that bench won't be looking so youthful, um, and that maybe some of the players who started at Southampton will be will be on there instead, and and some of the more key key players, the protagonists, will be back in the starting eleven. So. I think that's something to to look forward to, and obviously, I know a lot of people will be approaching that game with with trepidation because Wolves obviously a very very good side, stocked with plenty of internationals, um, lots of individual talent, and and you know four wins and four defeats from their opening eight games um, shows that you know they, I think they were quite unlucky at the beginning of the season, started to pick up results now, and yeah, I mean they're not they're, by no means are they watertight, but you know they. I do think that you know it'll, it'll still be a difficult task for both teams because Wolves do have enough in, in enough firepower. Uh, obviously, Raúl Jiménez back. Um, you know, Adama Traoré is a threat, even though his end product isn't quite there. Um, you know, even without Pedro Neto, who's I think still recovering from injury, they've got your likes of you know, Daniel Pedens, Francisco Trincao. They've got a lot of flair. Whereas with Leeds, I think at the moment you're kind of relying quite heavily on on Rafinha for that. But um, yeah, I mean, as ever with Leeds at Ellen Road, and we've seen that this season. If if Leeds start on the front foot, who's to say that can't really can't pin Wolves back? Maybe get that that goal and kind of try and shore up when it comes to counter attacks. Yeah, it's a three four three again, isn't it, JD? That we're coming up against. Um, have we come up against that so far this season? I don't think we have, have we? I don't think so. No, um, I think it's predominantly been sort of you know four at the back. And you know, a single one striker or a two striker when it comes to Southampton and Burnley, I think they both had two men up top. Mm. Um, but yeah, three four three, it's uh, it's Bruno Large's kind of go to for, for Wolves at the beginning of this season. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it, how it manifests because you know that that formation does allow them to sort of to organize themselves well if Leeds are, are applying the pressure. Um, you know, the, the the three center halves can tuck in to form quite a you know, very tight, neat, compact. 
uh, trio sort of on the you know the the edges of the box mm. uh, and then you've got your your wing backs who can who can tuck in or your wide midfielders um and we know that the likes of Jean Martino the likes of Ruben Neves they can they can sit back and and just act as that additional buffer in front of the defense so it'll be um yeah it'll be a, it'll be a tough game tactical game i think um but yeah, maybe maybe not another five star dinner like Hasan Hussle said. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What are your thoughts on them? Um, I mean, after the after the Southampton game, there's been a lot of Leeds players who, who've got the brunt of it, but it, it does seem to be at this moment in time that Roberts and Rodrigo are, are getting the most of it. Um, what are your thoughts on that, mate? Just what are your thoughts on on, on Rodrigo in general and that and, and him sort of replacing Patrick Bamford up front at this moment in time due to necessity and um, Robert's performance as well. I felt like he he maybe should have taken that taken the chance at the weekend and really given a given a good account of himself. And, and once again, it, he's fallen a bit short of the mark, hasn't he? I think it was a difficult game for anybody to take the chance. I don't think you could say that apart from Melier, there weren't really any standout performers against Southampton uh, outfield. And I think that's reflective of how organised and how effective Southampton executed their game plan, which was to sort of to suffocate leads in those central areas, to not really give them space to to build those moves, to build those triangles, you know, by playing from the fullback into Matthias Click and then out wide into the wide players. But it's always the case with attackers. You know, when they're scoring loads of goals, there's nobody better. When they're not scoring goals, there's nobody worse. Um, so I think that sort of polarisation of opinion is um, is quite important to to take into context because, you know, what Roger, let's not forget Rodrigo, while he has not scored, the recent performances, um, you know, they've, they've been positive. He's looked better since going in, into that sort of deputy number nine role. Mm. Um, Roberts, I still maintain that he just, he hasn't had enough minutes. You know, coming off the bench for 15, 20 minutes at the end of games is, is still, you know, unless you're an exceptionally talented player, it's going to be difficult to leave an impact. Um Obviously, he's not everybody's cup of tea, but clearly Bielsa sees something in him. He keeps fielding him. Um, he, he knows that he's versatile enough to play in a few different positions, which keeps him in that squad. Um, and again, he's still only 22. I mean, there will come a point where we stop saying, well, he's 22, he's 23, he's 24. You know, how long do we persist? But, you know, it's for the time being, I mean, I don't think many people would argue with Bielsa given how the last three, four years have gone. Um, so... I'm I'm certainly not one to to, to argue or disagree with him, um, but it's it, it, yeah. It, I, I think whenever you whenever you're losing, whenever you're not performing, and you know maybe not not doing the things that you expect of strikers, as in scoring goals, maybe getting assists. When that's not coming to fruition and it hasn't for a while, it does make you an easy target. I, I'm not a fan of players becoming individual targets or scapegoats. Full stop. But um, yeah, it's I, I can understand the frustrations. But at the same time, you know, it's it, it's it's a byproduct of the modern game. Yeah, no, it's interesting you mentioning uh, Roberts there and the discussion around that. Do you do you think when he does play, um, there needs to be more coming from him though? Do you think there needs to be more goals, more assists? I know you were talking about minutes, but I think overall he's had a good chunk to be able to produce in the final third, and and, and he's 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 lacking in that department at this moment in time, according to a lot of Leeds fans and and. and probably myself a little bit included in that. Well, yeah, obviously. You, you're attacking players, you want them to score goals, you want them to contribute to goals. Um, but, I mean, you can't force it. And and ultimately, it's not going to be full, filling him full of confidence if uh, if he's not sort of believing in himself because he feels like the fan base is on his back. Um, I think, you know, you, 
as difficult as it is, I think it's important to, you know, to just to during these difficult moments, it's probably one of the more difficult periods under Bielsa. I think it's probably the first time since, you know, the 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 promotion season around that January time when yeah, it looked Brentford as though Forest, Brentford yeah, Forest sort of period, yeah. When it looked as though that 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 Leeds were sort of going to maybe maybe throw it away and 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 you know not bottle it but you know just to, do, do a Leeds at that moment in time. Well, you said it. <laughs> You're better placed than than me to say it, but um, I think it's probably the first time, the most difficult period to be a supporter of the club in the past three years since that since that time in the promotion year. So mm. it it's I think it's important to rally behind the team at this point. It's a small squad. You know, there's there's not. There are not that many options, especially when you've got injuries to to call on. So if if you're if you're battering somebody, it's it's not going to be it's not going to be great for their confidence, is it? No, of course it's not. You're right. Yeah, and that's that's the. Uh, but to, to, to answer your question, yes, ideally I would want more from Roberts, but mm. I don't think battering him is the right way to go. No, definitely not. Of course it's not. Um, a bit more positivity. You touched on it a little bit earlier on. Uh, Bielsa's 150th game. I I can't believe he's still here to be honest jd just in terms, <laughs> just in terms of you know is i think he we eclipsed his was it his time at newell's old boys i think it was newell's was a, and athletic club i think were two and, other... and, when, and how how long ago was that how many games ago i mean, I mean what period 100, I mean, 112 games i think off yeah, the top of my a, head it was a while ago wasn't it so yeah. um it's it's incredible that we still have him and, and, and we are blessed and and uh listen the, the amount of players that this guy's improved him, him getting us out of that 16-year period, which was, they just seemed like no light at the end of the tunnel, to be honest, um, ever. <laughs> and and he's brought us up from that period. And I think, once again, it comes back to perspective. Again, it's all about where we were and where we are now. Um, I mean, just give us a, your thoughts on it, mate. 150 games in charge, and and, and it's, been, it's been a fantastic period for the club, hasn't it? Well, exactly. I mean, it, it's been more ups than downs over the past few years, really, hasn't there? So... I think that's where it's important to contextualize to, to contextualize it. That was a bit of a mouthful, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's you can't rest on your laurels, and obviously, Bielsa is not going to rest on that. 150 games will probably mean very little to him uh, in in the grand scheme of things. You know, it'll just be a number. It's not it's not like perhaps other other managers in in this division who've you know if, uh, who've, who've recently uh, recently departed who um who were maybe holding out for a thousand matches at a, at a certain level, um, but I think that you know it it will be you know those sorts of accolades are pretty unimportant to him. He approaches it game by game, um, and one of the best things about Bielsa is that you know you know that what you're going to get is 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 absolute all in in terms of the preparation and in terms of the dedication to every fixture. Um, so yeah, long may it continue. Hopefully another 150. Um, if, makes, uh, it a lot, makes it a lot more interesting for us as well, reporting on well, it. Well, definitely. It? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, doing up those post-presser uh, transcripts, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, honestly, some of the some of the gems that you you get in there. I mean, I do have to put my fingers in ice afterwards, but, um, <laughs> you know, he's, uh, he does like to talk, does Bielsa. Uh, but, um, yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a maverick. He's a fantastic, you know, person to listen to just on mm. football in terms of his philosophy. So, yeah, 150 games, obviously... It's it's good, but at the moment it's not going well. Um, long may the good stuff, long may the ups continue, and obviously, hopefully, get out of the the little rut that the team finds itself in. And uh, we are joined now uh, as well <laughs> by uh, Baron Cross, who's managed to uh, he's managed to 
not join us when we've been dissecting Southampton and we're on to the positivity now, Baron, which is which is great. Uh, how are you doing, mate? You okay? Yeah, all right. Thanks for having me on, even though I'm uh, so late. Appreciate that, guys. Um, but yeah, I was I was kind of just waiting for you to inevitably get past the, the Southampton horror show and uh, <laughs> move on to uh, Leeds' march to European football. That's it, mate. We were just talking about uh, Bielsa's 150th game, obviously, at the weekend. It wasn't celebrated in, in the greatest fashion, but we were just sort of um, celebrating him, really. And, and 150 games, you, you can't really believe it. I mean... It's 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 just been a, a fantastic period for the club, hasn't it, mate? Yeah, it's, it's a lot more than we than we expected, wasn't it, when he first came in? I think we we thought he could have either blown up before um, before October of that first season, or maybe a year or two, maybe after promotion, he goes. But yeah, to be at 150 games, it's um, I think it, it shows a lot of credit to Leeds and the hierarchy at Leeds that have been able to to, to pacify him and to to satisfy him and and his desire and, and his. You know, insatiable drive for perfection. The club have, have, have matched that pace and have, and have kept with him and have tried to provide him with everything that he needs to get Leeds to the level they're at now. So, yeah, I mean, like you say, a bit of a damp screw to celebrate it on Saturday because, as you say, it's it's just not really been a talking point because of the other stuff that's at stake at the moment. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's been a, an incredible period for the club and and I think for him, I'm, it's going to be nice that in the years after he retires, he's going to reflect on Leeds as one of the the finest chapters in his career, you would like to think. Yeah, definitely. Um, another piece of news this week, Sky have moved seven fixtures. Uh, we've now got Palace on the on Tuesday the 30th of November at 8pm, Brentford Sunday 5th of December 2pm, City Tuesday the 14th of December at 8pm, Arsenal Saturday the 18th of December at 5.30, Liverpool Sunday the 26th of December at 12.30, Villa Tuesday, the 28th of December, 5.30, and Burnley, Sunday, uh, the 2nd of January at 2pm. Now, all of those games, uh, I mean, the festive period, uh, <laughs> going through those games seems very tough, doesn't it? And it, it almost highlights how important, Beren, uh, the next two games are for Leeds United to pick up points. Yeah, huge. I think we, we've known since the fixtures came out that December was always going to be a very, very tough month and that Leeds would, would hope to be in a pretty strong position by the time they, they came to meet those those games. Um, we know how intense a period it is in terms of congestion, but the actual quality they're going to be playing as well, it's going to be a really, really big ask in, on what's a very small squad, as I'm sure you guys have already mentioned uh, on the podcast. Um, the run, the immediate run is, is very, very um, amenable and... Yeah, they need to pick up points, don't they, really? I think Southampton, of course, was was very, very challenging, very, very difficult. And is, I think I, I phrased it, I think if the international break had stalled the momentum um, of that Watford win, uh, Southampton put it into reverse. And it feels like we are now looking at... I mean, Wolves, of course, are in form. And I'm sure there will be some... That will soften some demands of the fans going into to an Ellen Road game. I think they will know that Wolves are, are flying at the moment and doing really, really well under Bruno Large. But it's a Norwich game, isn't it? That's just just beyond that. It looks, yeah. <laughs> Let's say if they don't beat Wolves, so if they drop points on Saturday, and they go to Norwich the weekend after, that's that's becoming a very very important game again because that that has the feelings of, of the Watford game um, in the winless days. So yeah, the, the, the run of games coming up is, yeah, they need to target it absolutely because December is going to be pretty horrid. Do you think that uh, Bruno Large actually sounds a bit like an East End bookmaker? Like, it's just like, you know, <laughs> just, 
I'm trying, I've been trying to I'm trying to workshop sort of who he could be because I just think it's such a such a I don't know an intriguing name. Obviously, it's not large as in L A R G E. It's without the R, but yeah, it's actually quite funny. Um, it, on the international break, I was I was I was trying to I was playing Sean Dyche's favorite game, uh, lookalikes, uh, in the airport, and um, uh, lo and behold, who was sat next to me other than Bruno Large? Uh, so I was like, it's a bit odd now that I'm playing lookalikes and he's sat next to me. But the um, real one. Yeah, yeah, real one. Yeah, yeah. He stood up and he had his mask on, and I thought I recognise that bloke. And then he sat down, kind of peeked a look around the corner. I thought, yeah, it is. Yeah. I so thought, did he abandon his post over the international break then? Well, I mean, he wouldn't be the first or the only. Um, but um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure Marcelo Bielsa wasn't at the airport going away on the international break, was he? Um, but no. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Wolves have been good recently, haven't they? I mean, I think the the Villa game was is obviously the one which we're all our attention's been drawn to given the nature of that that win um the 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 shot the bruno uh the bruno neves i've got large on the brain uh the ruben neves shot from the free kick that was the third goal was obviously going off target and then went in off matt target um so it's uh connor did it um did it remind you of when leeds did did villa quite late on with the celebrations in that corner i just immediately thought of ailing and the rest running over in um, 2018 wasn't it God, and we were talking about Bielsa's, Bielsa's 150 games. That that stands out. Uh, I was I was there in that away end. Oh, that was just. Were you there? Fun. I was there. Yeah, oh, me and my dad. What a away day! What, what a away day! And two was, days before was, Christmas. Three it was, two. It was two nil. I think Conor Hurahan put them two nil up. I think they missed two gilt yeah, edge yeah. chances, and Leeds came out in the second half and were just. It didn't look good, did it? I mean, I, I don't think I, I don't think I covered that game, which just sums up my uh, my tenure and missing out on the best games. <laughs> look what you've done to Conor's little face, Baron. Like you mentioned. Well, the man the, the man deserves a smile after what he saw on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no smiles after the weekend. Uh, thank you for that, Baron. That that nostalgia always helps. It really does. And um, but yeah, just I mean, you touched on it there, Baron. Uh, JD, I know we we touched on it a little bit before, but um, the Wolves and uh, Norwich game uh, game. Sorry, is there any is, are these must wins or, or must not lose? What what are we looking at here? Yeah, I think uh, it's always. As a journalist, you don't really like to go down the must the must win route because you, you don't want to sort of be seen be seen as alarmist or sort of panicking because of course we're there to sort of try and keep people on, on on an even keel and try to support the club whilst sort of listening to the fans' concerns. So I wouldn't say they must win, but yeah, I mean it, it still feels <laughs> but, so early in the season, but it's becoming yeah. harder and harder to say that they don't need to get points. They need points. They, they yeah. really do. I mean. The win after Watford, we kind of thought, okay, that's it. Everybody can breathe now. Let's kick on. But they've then gone put put in one of the worst performances under Bielsa at Southampton. There, there, there were a lot of people missing, which I think is the one thing we can all cling to is that that wasn't a full strength Leeds. Uh, as much as Bielsa is not linking that to the result, I think it's mm. quite impossible not to. So if, if we're assuming, I mean, Rafinha's been pictured in training already. You know, we knew that was just a fatigue issue rather than an injury. So there's no concerns around Rafinha. If Calvin was given. You know, he was taken to Southampton. That's how close he was. He was actually taken to the ground on Saturday. So we have to hope that with another week, he's surely going to be be ready for Wolves. So that the team will, I mean, and that's 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 if Bamford and Ailing don't make it, which I think is probably going to be optimistic, especially for Ailing. And obviously, Cock is, is still recovering from surgery. So just having those two back will make the team look a lot stronger and much, much more like the, the teams that played so well. Mm-hmm. against Newcastle, West Ham and Watford, which I think is what I've tried to sort of cling on to in a piece I did this morning, is that 
go back to Ellen Road, go back to four one four one, and just try and get back to to how it, how confidence boosting those games were, even if they dropped points against West Ham. So, no, I'm not going to say must win, but <clears throat> yeah, Wolves Wolves is tougher. But I think if you go, I mean, Norwich have been awful. I mean, yeah. Norwich are really really bad. If they don't beat Norwich, then even if it's away from home, people will start start to worry a little bit. Yeah, I think JD made a really good point earlier as well. He said that, you know, if this was an isolated incident in a season, we wouldn't really be that worried. I mean, you know, you look at Brighton away, we were just talking about their Baron uh, last season, you know, and it it was just one of those incidents that happens. But I think this season, it's just, we've not really seen one of the 90-minute Bielsa performances that we're all sort of craving at this moment in time. And wouldn't it just be absolutely fantastic, JD, if we could put that in? Against Wolves and uh, and 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 yeah, just 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 give the fans that at Ellen Road, uh, matching the atmosphere really. I think it's uh, I think it's more likely against Norwich, given the start that they have had and the fact that Grant Hanley starts at centre half. But I think <laughs> the with with Wolves, I mean, it, it's going to be a difficult game, yeah. But I think the crowd do play a big part in mm. in the in the performances of, of the team. Um, you know, just you know, it's 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 an absolute cath- uh, cauldron of noise. You know, it's 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 fantastic from about, you know, 15, 20 minutes before kickoff and the players are warming up, you know, uh, right up until the final whistle. It's, it's you know, it's never dull. It's never quiet. And I think there's something I've said to Baron a few times this season is that, you know, you haven't really been able to hear the away fans an awful lot from where we sit. Um, and I think that's mainly to do with the fact that, you know, this, the, the home support has just been so, so enthusiastic. And that's that pretty impre- that's pretty impressive to see right next to them as well. Well, it's in the same in the same side, but I mean, we've got Victor Orta in the way, so he might be drowning them out <laughs> to a certain extent. But um, yeah, it's I think the fans will definitely will play a big part on on Saturday. Uh, hopefully, we'll actually get some good weather for once because I think it's absolutely chucked it down every home game so far this season. So uh, yeah, maybe. But looking outside, I'm, I'm not hopeful at all. But no. yeah, I mean, just it, it would be good to just get one of those big Bielsa wins, just a completely surprising, you know, three or four niller. Wouldn't it? You know, just because you, you still feel with the personnel in this team that 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 is possible. You know, based on last season. I mean, obviously going to I mean West Brom are a different kettle of fish altogether. But putting five past them there, um, obviously Romain Sawyer's got that one underway with a nice own goal. Um, that would be that would be that'd be good right about now, wouldn't it? Um, uh, just phone it an opposition player phoning one in. Um, but yeah, it'd be good to just yeah just to, the rust just to to be wiped away and. Bielsa's leads are back. You know, it's just you just want to see it, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you hundred percent. I agree with you, mate. I think it is just one of those where we just need one of those performances. And and you even saw after the Watford game, everyone was everyone was elated. It was like you know Watford didn't have anything, all this sort of stuff. And I know it wasn't a, a you know Leeds should have converted more of the chances, but everyone was so buoyed after that victory and. Yeah, we just need we need a couple more of those on the bounce, and it's easier said than done in the Premier League, isn't it, Baron? But yeah, I'm just looking at the fixture list, and um, don't I mean, no, don't do don't do that. There's, there's just, I sound like a manager, but there's no easy games, is there? Like, every oh, single no. game has got peril, and like <laughs> one game at a time. That's what we got to do, one game at a time. But yeah, I mean, I thought this was was considered a good run. I mean, I suppose we have had. Um, it was. It was Watford, Southampton, <laughs> Wolves, and Norwich are a bit more approachable. Yeah. But then, like Leicester, have shown a little bit of a glimmer, and we know that Vardy's just an absolute nightmare with a high line. Um, yeah, Norwich. Um, we've talked about 
even Spurs, Spurs and Brighton away, they're not easy. Like Brighton are becoming frustratingly decent. I just it's about I don't time. know what is I don't know what it is about Brighton. Maybe it's because they did the double over leads last year and they wouldn't let us have Ben White, but <laughs> it's hard not to give Graham Potter and Brighton credit because you know they they're not sort of breaking the bank with signings, but they're 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 finally sort of getting that that sort of potable working. So that's not going to be easy. We know how it was last season. Even Palace, like Vieira, there's signs of life that it's not like it's Roy Hodgson and they're just going to rely on Gary Cahill to mark Rafinha. And then and then Brentford to Ellen Road is going to be tasty because we know about the, the recent history between those clubs. And unfortunately, they're proving to be this season's leads, aren't they, at the moment? Mm-hmm. And then you're into Chelsea, City, Arsenal, <laughs> Liverpool, Villa, Burnley, West Ham, Newcastle. So... What do you want me to say? Every game's Happy hard. Christmas, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, nothing Christmas. now, Baron. Look forward You've to wiped the smile from his face. Oh, God. Um, yeah, you're right, you're right, Joe. We just need to blow the rust away. They just need to batter somebody and we can just remember that this is they why we love Yeah, so this is why we love Leeds. Definitely. Um... JD, there was an under-23s game, wasn't there? There was, yeah. Um, I was briefly stood next to uh, Duncan Ferguson, and I don't think the phrase, uh, a man, the man barked instructions, was uh, uh, as, as ever been more justice. appropriate. Honestly, I, I was kind of looking the other way, and he, he just shouted somebody's name sort of over where I was sat. And honestly, I jumped out of my skin. It was absolutely terrifying. It's really, really, you know, very, very imposing bloke. Um, but yeah, I think... I mean, he'll have been pleased with what Everton put on show. Uh, obviously, they won 4-2. Um, Leeds went 2-0 up through Amari Miller and Sam Greenwood and then were pegged back, uh, which was just... It was it was energy sapping, to be honest. It was... it was you know, Quite unusual, you, you, isn't it, for them? They normally... If they're, yeah. if they're good, they're good and they tend to win games. You could see it unravelling just in the second half where, you know, ordinarily that's where, I mean, we use the term all the time, but Leeds 23s would put the foot on the throat of, a, of another team. But Everton, they were pretty organised at the back and they hit Leeds on the counter a few times. And there was there was a few individual errors, uh, which, I mean, you get more often at under 23 levels, so you can you can ex- excuse them. But yeah, I don't think they were, um, I don't think they, they were, it was an ideal performance, but like I say, there was some good individual displays. Sam Greenwood had a 45 minutes stint. He, he scored a really nice goal with, uh, with sort of the instep of his left boot, a really good volley from a good cross. Um, and I don't know if you've seen already, but Christopher Klaassen, right? So he takes down Jack Jenkins, sends the ball back to him sort of in the air, kills it dead. Like, like Zidane with that throughout from Fabian Barthez many moons ago, and then just humps it upfield. And uh, Amari Miller holds off the centre half, holds him off, and then puts it in. And you think, well, actually, you know what? That was that, that was that was brilliant from start to finish, from front to back. Um, but then there was yeah, there's a few positioning issues uh, at the back, which Mark Jackson wasn't too too pleased about after the game. But I mean, yeah, they they play again on Friday. I think it's Brighton at home. Uh, the 23s do so. Um, yeah, a, a good opportunity to get back on the horse and and maybe. Maybe put put an end to the to the to the curse that's that's befallen the entire club at the moment. They might be quite threadbare, Joe, based on the on the Leeds team on Saturday. I think well, Jackson might be uh, dealing with a uh, yeah. number missing. Yeah, it could be dealing. Yeah, it could be dealing with a few a few uh, a few of the under 18s probably, um, which is not not good because Brighton have been decent this season as well in the in in the PL two. So 
yeah, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Because um, obviously Wolves the following day. They've had a decent start, though, haven't they, JD? They're about mid-table. Yeah, they had a, they're winless in four now, but they did have a very good start. Yeah, um, but I mean that's part and parcel of PL two. You know, you get there's a lot of variance in team selections. So you, some some games you'll have your Gellharts, your Greenwoods, your Cresswells, your Somervilles, and then others you you won't. You know, for obvious reasons because they needed in the first team squad, they won't be involved. So. Um, it's it's a bit of a lottery sometimes. It's nice turning up and seeing that there's uh, not too many familiar faces on the team sheet. Uh, um, a little bit more positivity and uh, a few laughs have gone on social media with this with Leeds fans. Um, Derby, Baron, uh, holding an open training session. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What are your thoughts on the, that one? All the all the uh, the various responses from elite fans on Twitter have been quite amusing. Um, the idea of some of the actual guy that was arrested going along with his secateurs with Bielsa in a telescope and just sitting in the stands at Pride Park is just absolutely amazing. Can you imagine oh, yeah. Marcelo sat there? So good. It'd be so good. They're not even in the same league. They might get relegated, and he'd go along and watch. It'd be so good. Yeah, it'd be um, incredible. No, I'm I'm not I'm not here wishing ill will on on Derby and their staff and administration. I'm I'm merely, as you've alluded to, reflecting upon Spygate and of, of course Leeds attending Derby training sessions. But yeah, quite amusing. You can't they can't have tweeted that thinking they weren't going to get get picked up by Leeds fans. <laughs> yeah, you were expecting something from uh, the maybe Leeds United social media team. Uh, but yeah, it's been. Yeah, it's I, been I, really I wonder if they were tempted. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think the two hundred fifty thousand pound fine and the fact that Derby <laughs> are, in, are in are in a bit of a mess. I think it's probably making it takes them a bit off the table for banter. Definitely. Um, and before we'll record the podcast again, fellas, uh, there is a Tuesday trip. Uh, to London in the Cup, Leeds facing Arsenal. So, uh, obviously, we'll get your predictions for the two fixtures at the end. But, um, yeah, I mean, Le- Arsenal-Leeds in the Cup, uh, it's going to be, <laughs> in terms of squad selection, JD, it's going to be very interesting because uh, Leeds mm. can't really run the risk anymore, can we, uh, of, of putting a, a strong side out? On, or maybe we will, who knows? Yeah, it's it, it, when you've got six injuries or six absentees sort of a week and a half, 10 days before that game, it does make you question, you know, who's going to be starting down at the Emirates. Um, I mean, will will Arteta put out a strong team? Who knows? Uh, it's, it's 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 kind of just such a supplementary competition nowadays, isn't it? The, the League Cup, that just teams and managers just don't, I mean, don't give it too much, too much attention when you've got, when you're competing on so many fronts. Um yeah, I'd I'd like to see some of the 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 better under twenty threes play because I think that'll be a really good, just a really good arena for them to play at. You know, mm. it's a real good experience. Um, I think we've got to be realistic in thinking that your star players probably won't feature similar in the way that they didn't at Fulham because of the need for them to 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 be in the starting elevens and and regularly uh, in the Premier League. Um, so yeah. Prediction wise, this weekend, uh, or oh, do I do I do, do I go honest or do I do I play up to you, Connor? Um, <laughs> hmm. I, I do. Th- it's an, it's annoying, but I, I do think it'll be a, a defeat um, to Wolves. Um, J- which JD? I know, I know. I just I think they're in such good form. You live one four, uh, they've won three of the last four, I think, isn't it? So 
they they're in they're in good form. I, I do I do rate um my mate Bruno Lage in the in the dugout. Um <laughs> yeah, I, I I just can't see it changing that much from Southampton, despite what we've all just said. I can't see it changing all that much from Southampton, given that you've only realistically probably got Rafinha and, and Calvin Phillips you've coming in. You've only got in. Brazil's best footballer coming in. Well, yeah. In fact, by the and way, did we, best. did we see did we see Ronaldinho was at uh, the Parc de Prince last yeah, night? Not looking not looking athletic or fit. Well, no, no, no. I'm not suggesting that you bring him <laughs> in on a short-term deal. Come on, Baron. I don't think that would get past Bielsa, would it? I'd take um, it. I, I, well, it's only it's only, it's got a couple of quid for him on the Eurostar, and then up from up from Houston to to Ellen Road on Saturday. You know, it's he, he couldn't he couldn't be any closer, could he? So you could have a little reunion with Rafinha, maybe. Um, but yeah, Wolves. I, I can see it being a a one nil or a two one from them. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one nil to to Wolves. Mm, the one that I can remember where you predicted a defeat, you actually got it right as well. You said 2-1 West Ham. Have you been, um, have you been keeping score? Lovely That's yeah. just fantastic. I can remember that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Baron, you also predicted a loss against West Ham. Yeah, so. but we know I'm a miserable man, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Baron, I'm just going to get your predictions for Wolves, then we're going to come straight back to JD for Arsenal. Oh, yeah. It's not easy, is it? They they are in, in great shape. I think Phillips and Rafinha are going to make a big difference. <coughs> um, I'm going to go one-one. Okay. I'm really um, hoping that Ellen Road and back to a back four and and having Rafinha and Phillips back is going to make a difference. I'm trying to sort of work out how a uh, the formation works against their three-four-three. Three. So I'm thinking mm. that the back four will sort of stay with the the front three. You've got. Phillips pushing up with Dallas to kind of match up with Matinho and Neves. You can have Rafinha and whoever else on the left with their wing backs. Mm. And then do we think Click's probably going to have to push up with Rodrigo to kind of yeah. match up with their back three? So I think Click's going to have to do a pretty good job at helping Rodrigo because he's just going to get completely taken out of the game if if he sits back. He's almost going to have to become like a second striker to kind of press the third centre-back. I remember, um, I remember Ellen Road. I think Max Kilman got man of the match. You had a really good game. Yeah, I think it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, he's, he yeah. had as well. Yeah. Um, would you take a one-one? Good result. Would I take it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Given that Joe's just said they're going to lose, I'll take a draw and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think I think they need to they need to build a bit of momentum. Wolves Wolves are a good side. Of course, you, you want you want to win, and I'm sure they will go for the win. But if yeah. you offer me a draw now, I think I would take it. Mm-hmm. Right, JD, back to you for Arsenal. If you predict another defeat, we're going to have problems. Uh, right. Well, in that case, I'm going to go for a bit of penalty drama again then. So it's a complete lottery. I think Arsenal will put out a weaker team. Um, so I think that'll, to some extent, level the playing field. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 1-1 at the Emirates and Leeds go through on penalties. Oh, okay. Have you, oh, seen, have you seen what an Arsenal weaker team might look like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rob Holding, Cedric Suarez, Nuno Tavares, Maitland Niles, Sambi Laconga, El Neni, Lacazette. Yeah, garbage. Garbage. Sam Greenwood wanted to prove a point. Sam Greenwood's going to go down there and want to prove a point. You know, you let me go to Leeds. You know? <laughs> okay. yeah, I, I, do wonder, I do wonder what Bielsa will do with the team because... He kind of he comes across as this purist that wants to win every competition, but it's hard to ignore the fact he does make a lot of changes, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. For pretty much all the cup games, I think probably except from the Arsenal FA Cup game, where I think it was maybe only three or four changes, he, he does tend to to move it about a bit. And yeah, it's hard to see him risking 
Rafinha or or any of the borderline. Praying players. he doesn't. I'm praying he doesn't. Yeah. I really am. Um, and Phillips as well. I mean, if, if Phillips is going to sort of get back for Wolves and just mm. about be okay, I don't think they're going to then chuck him in with his with his hip issue at um, at the Emirates. So three one Arsenal. <sighs> yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, it's horrible because I think we all—if if all was well with the world and we were nice and safely in mid-table when everybody was fit—we'd love a little cup run. But oh, I'd, yeah. love, I'd love a cup run. Love a Imagine cup run. Imagine Bielsa at Wembley. Imagine how happy he'd be. <laughs> a sense of occasion. It'd be incredible, wouldn't it? Just be love it, wouldn't he? Yeah, I'd love a cup run, but you know, survival is more important, isn't it? Yeah, it ha- yeah, absolutely, mate. It has to be. Mm, definitely. Um, Okay, we'll round it off there. Uh, you don't need you don't need my predictions. Um, and uh, one we'll... leads twice over. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Uh, and we will be back uh, next Wednesday uh, with well, it'll be a it'll be a bumper review show uh, with with Wolves and Arsenal, and hopefully Leeds have got a little bit more positivity in the ranks, fellas. Uh, thank you for joining, JD. Thanks for joining for the full forty-five minutes. Bearing the part timer for about twenty minutes. I appreciate that. Um, tactical entry. <laughs> yeah, tactical entry. And uh, we will see you in a bit. Cheers. <laughs>